You're listening to Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM. Good afternoon. Happy Friday to you. It's the 9th of July, which means it's a month to my birthday, just FYI. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's Bianco's world. We're just living in it, guys. No, I'm just kidding. Happy Friday. What a magnificent day outside. It is, isn't it? It was freezing this morning. I was a bit unsure about this day. And then the sun has come out, and you know what? So is my mind. I'm very happy to be here. I'm glad your mind's out because we need it out. We do. For the next two hours. We do. We've got a big show. Because if it's confined, I'd hate to know, you know, what's going on in there. Yeah. Look, you know what? I own it, and I don't even know what's going on in there. Well, same can be said about me, quite frankly. Speaking of, how are you doing, my friend? I'm fine. Bianco had to do an overnight shift at work last night. He finished work. What time was it this morning? 8 a.m. 8 <laughs> a.m. He's on a few hours sleep. Petrol is running low here. I'll get there. But um, you know what? I will bring the energy. Bianco will bring the ability. What are you talking about? I've got the energy too. I've never felt better you for actually a Friday. actually are doing okay. I'm a bit scared of it. I am up and like about. It. I'm running on adrenaline right yeah. now. I'm going to hit a wall in 20 minutes. <laughs> but it's going to be fun. Hey, we'd love to hear what you're getting up to this Friday, 0404 I had a day during this week. A day. A day when I, the stars aligned, everything just sort of worked out. Fell into place. It just fell into place. I had a good feeling when I woke up for the day. I was like, yes, everything's just going to work out for me today. See, they always say if you go in with that mindset in the morning, things do manifest. What was it? Manifest. Manifest. (laughs) So anyway, I sort of uh, had a little bit of a personal achievement on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. This was the day that everything sort of just worked for me. I started off the day by getting up early because I had to be at my appointment by 8.30 oh. in Richmond. Yes. And so I was commuting via public transport mm-hmm. and I got up nice and early, walked to the train station. I was a little worried that I wouldn't get to the train station in time for the early train because I was like, right, there's an early train and then there's a later train. Hadn't had anything to eat or my coffee or anything like that. I just put faith in the world that maybe I would get to Richmond Station and there would be a nice coffee shop oh, or something, call. you know, that I'd get there early enough because I'd get the early train. Yep. I was really hopeful that I'd get the early train, but I wasn't sure. Get to the train station and at the train station that I regularly commute from, there's like a little section where you can look and see if the train's coming. Yep. Like at a glance. Mm-hmm. So I glanced and I saw the train and I just got the jog on. Just a little oh, jog. Oh, got the jog on. Got the little jog on, went down the ramp, got to the platform, made the train. Ah, sigh of relief. Tick that one off. Tick. Fantastic. Put my headphones in, blurred out whatever noise was happening on the train because, of course, nobody likes train noise. And then one of my favorite songs came on and I thought, okay, another tick for the day so far. Gets me in a good mood. Yep. All I need now to happen is for me to get out at Richmond Station where I was intending to getting off because I had this important appointment, mm-hmm. but I needed caffeine. Yes. And as I got off at Richmond, I was walking through the train station and I thought, nah, I'm better than station coffee. <laughs> okay. I'm better than the, sta- the station coffee. Like, you know, Carl, you're better than that. That's Desperate times call for desperate measures. I'm sure it's not such a bad coffee, but I needed something. It was at that point you told the paparazzi guys, just get out of my way. I'm too good for this coffee. Take no, photos no comment. at this cafe. Comments will be provided at a later date. Yep. 
Anyway, I've walked down the steps at Richmond Station, and lo and behold, a coffee store. I was just like, God, or whoever's up there is really helping me today. It's just, everything's just falling into into place today. Yeah. It's just all working. Wait, is this coffee store normally there, though? I'd never noticed it before. Okay, so this is, yeah. I think it's reasonably new. Okay. But I don't know. I don't really yep. commute via Richmond much anymore. Used to. Mm-hmm. Not much anymore. So anyway, I've gotten my coffee. I'm feeling real good about myself. I'll go into my appointment and they... It, it, I, I thought I'd completely butchered it. You did, actually. You messaged me. I was like, nah, I've I've done this to the buggery. I've, I've completely no stuffed it up. I, I was really concerned. I was really, really worried. I thought, I'm going to have to come back and do this again mm-hmm. someday. Anyway, I get to uh, the end. The supervisor comes up and says, you've passed. And it was just... A sigh of relief internally. You know, I hadn't felt this stressed out about a test, even though, like, it's, you know, not the most difficult test in the world. It's just it has its test. Yeah, but still, it is a big achievement because we've had, as part of our show's identity for ages, Bianco, we've had the laughing stock of you not driving and it being a joke. But you were so close to getting wheels now. That far? This far. We're going to start fighting over car spaces here. (laughs) Someday. And if you get a better one than mine, I'm going to be real mad. Anyway, I'd love to know when everything's sort of fallen into place for your day. You've you've hoped that it would, and it has, and you've just been like, this is fantastic. Yeah. Rest of the day after that, a bit slow, but most of the day, the early part of the day that you wanted to nail, you've just hit the nail on the head, and you've been like, what a day. Where the sounds of the Bayside, right? Sure. There's a lot been happening in the Bayside this week. We've got a new resident. Really? I don't know if you caught this story, Bianco. I have been very, very interested in this. A shark has been spotted in shallow waters. Keyword there being shallow waters, as in ankle deep water, only meters from the shore in Hampton. <laughs> and this isn't like a little gummy shark. This is like a shark shark. Yeah, but it looked like a gummy shark. It's long. It has a fin. I what do you call the thing? Is it on the back? Is that a fin? Do we determine yeah. that a fin? Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. It's being all jawsy. And um, I just think that we need to welcome the new resident to the Bayside. Oh, how would we do that? I feel like the only way we know how, with a little song, it goes like this. Or if you want to be more personal, ready? Hampton shark do 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 do. Hampton shark do 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 do. It's exciting. There's been a few sightings of the Hampton shark do 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 do. I'm a bit concerned though about it because as this song continues on, there's never just a baby shark do 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 do. There's normally a mummy, daddy, and granddad shark do 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 do. And experts are saying that there could be a bigger shark out there, and that's a bit of a problem. I'm fine with Hampton Shark do 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 do, but anything bigger than that is a do 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 no. You know this do 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 sounds a lot like. Have you ever seen the music interviewer overseas called Nardwa? Rings a bell. Nardwa do 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 Nardwa do 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 do. He ends his interviews going do 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 do, and then expects all the artists he interviews to go do do. 
Why haven't we thought to do this at the end of every show? I don't know. Do, 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 do. I don't really like the do, 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 do. It's actually pronounced do, 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 do. It's all about the way you say it. You do know? not anymore. <laughs> um, anyway, I really am interested because obviously this is a fresh Bayside story. I want to know on 0404 736 have you seen Hampton Shark do, 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 do? And more importantly, is there more sharks out there? Are there more sharks out there in proper English? Because I just feel like there's a jaw situation just waiting to happen. And the fact it's in shallow waters too. Like this isn't deep sea diving. This is shallow waters. Yeah, but this is a star is born shallow waters. It, it's not a shock. And I wouldn't say that shark is so large that it could do some damage. Yeah, but... It's a concern. Yeah. But it's not so large that it's going to... Come over to your house and eat your bloody arm off or anything Look, I like mean, that. that's not possible because they don't have legs. Well, exactly right. You would hope not. But yeah, I just want everyone to be nice to our new neighbour. Don't provoke. Let do-do-do-do swim. Obviously, its name's Hampton do-do-do-do-do. If you call it anything else, I will find out and I'll be upset. But yeah, I'm just interested. I really want to know, has anyone seen it in person? Because I'm really sad I didn't. Some of your finest work, Cat and Bro. We're going to a break. New Timmy Trumpet for your Friday. We're driving you home on that day, the last day of the working week here on 88.3 Southern FM. We're not driving the day, but we are, yes. Well, I'd like to think we're driving or thriving or... We're thriving on the day. Sure, let's go with that. You know who else is thriving at the moment? Who's that? England. They are. They are thriving on their football team's performance. Yes. But it turns out not everybody in England actually know what's going on. As much as what you'd think. A young lass... Lass. A young lass has decided to get a tattoo and it says... It's coming home. 2021. It's coming home, 2021, with the England flag. Okay. Not knowing what she's got tattooed on herself. I don't know what she's gotten tattooed on herself. Well, because the Euros are a football, a.k.a. soccer competition okay. happening right now, mm-hmm. rescheduled from last year, Euro 2020. Okay. The final is happening on Monday morning, for yep. those interested. England versus Italy. Mm-hmm. Very conflicted for me, personally. Don't know who to choose. Italian heritage props Italy. But, but why the England connection? Well, because we're all convicts in history, ancient history, some way or another, linked to it. That's how Australia was born. And that's history for another week with Carl Bianco. Tune in next week where we talk about... I don't know. Uh, anyway. So anyway, I'd love to know when you've made an impulse decision or you've been... Wait, wait, wait. I'm still confused about the tattoo. Well, What's she, wrong with it? She doesn't know why she's got the tattoo because she's not a football follower. She oh. just got... She has tattoos. Yep. And she got a tattoo saying, it's coming home 2021. After a night out. No. Well then, she, how she just got encouraged to get this tattoo. And she, oh, that's worse somehow. She has no idea about football or the coming home. Oh, that's amazing. Or anything like that. She just got it. I love how she would be able to justify it though, because there's a pretty wide window, really. Like when you think about it, it's coming home. She could be talking about herself every day, coming home, 2021. Okay, so the thing is, if England do not win on Monday morning, mm. then she's going to have to get that fixed. Yep. 
So I would hate to think what she would do with it. Would she keep the It's Coming Home writing and then, I don't know, put a picture of a dog or something? Yeah. Get a dog drawn. It'd be a bit hard because it's like red and it's got the English flag. Yeah. and. I just so, think it's really interesting that she succumbed to peer pressure to get this tattoo when she doesn't even care about soccer. Yeah, I know, right? Wow. I mean, you wouldn't go and get a tattoo related to football. No. AFL, get a bomber tattoo because... No. Well, I mean, if they won the grand final, it probably would because you're a bandwagoner. <laughs> I'm a bandwagoner, but no, I still wouldn't ink my body with that, unfortunately. <laughs> Unless I married one of them, maybe. Would you ink your body with anything? See, I've had this discussion with you several times. I really want a tattoo, but my attention span is so short that I'd get so sick of it. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't commit to one thing. I want to get a radio-related tat somewhere. Are we getting matching Carl and Catherine's hat? No, actually, I think better. Jack needs to get one on our behalf. He's going to get one on his backside. He should get... You know how in Toy Story, Woody has Andy underneath? He should have Carl on one foot and Catherine on the other. <laughs> return- have you got anything to say on that, Jack? He's, he's going to put on his on his foot, return to two Parliament Street oh, if yeah, he Because yeah. he spends that amount of time here. What do you think, Mizzen? Um, For the sake of the radio bit, yeah, sure. Sounds great. They say under your foot's the most painful part because the skin's thinner. I'd pay to see him get a tattoo. Me too, actually. There you go. If you want to see Jack get a tat, 0404. That's going to be my birthday present to you. I'll pay for you to get a tattoo. No. Done. Oh, our socials would be so good if you that did. That is going to be fantastic. I'm Speaking looking of to pressuring that, yeah. friends into getting tattoos, <laughs> two seconds So ago. where do you want it? Back of your ear? I, I can't even imagine having that. Uh, in man. your leg? It's a versatile tat. On your nose? On your forehead? I don't want it in a visual pla- visible place. It would be really versatile because people wouldn't be sure whether you were supporting us or Kerry Ann Kennelly. Oh, good. No, but like, uh, bottom of the foot, so I can just step on it every time. I don't know. <gasps> That's uncalled for. We're That's going offensive. to a song. It's Catherine. It's Carl. We're here. That it is. And hey, Bianco, a little story online this week really piqued my interest because you hear all the time about people having terrible job interviews or getting feedback afterwards, yeah. which isn't the best. Yeah. But have you ever been CC'd? into the discussion between employers about you. Oh, no, I've never had that happen to me before. Now, a woman has caused quite the train react- chain reaction rather, this week where she unfortunately was CC'd into an email about her. That is unfortunate. And before we get into what it actually said in the email, she's gotten the ultimate revenge by putting it on social media <laughs> and the internet being so enraged on her behalf they have then gone to this company's Google reviews and they're up to over a thousand negative reviews about the company. Wow. It has blown up that much. So the email reads like this. Well, before you say that, right, the thing is, as soon as you've got that email, the exchange of conversation between two employers or potential employers, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. It's there forever. It's there forever. You've got that copy. You've been CC'd. Oh, yeah. You so have been CC'd. Their thoughts are known to you. Whether you like it or not. That's it. And hey, so this woman gets an email. And this is from the boss, boss, boss. Ah. Re-photos and Instagram handle, which is, it was a social media job. This girl is fresh out of college, brackets, Hope College, and not that cute. She applied to the sales model position. Are you sure you really want to interview her? Now, 
if anything, that is brutal enough. But the fact this woman has clapped back and it has literally ruined this business because how do you recover from a thousand negative reviews? Like I think they've gotten like one star reviews when they used to be a hundred percent success rate, like amazing. But all it takes is one bad review to tarnish oh, yeah. your rep because oh, yeah. I heard of an instance of a local business around this area mm-hmm. receiving one negative complaint. Yeah. One negative review, a one star review, when they generally provide a good service. Yeah. Right. And the owners of this restaurant couldn't sleep because of it. That's terrible. That's just, you know, terrible on the highest order. Yeah. Nobody should ever feel that way. That's it. But this is next level. Like, that is insane. It's never happened to me, thankfully. Well, you don't own a business either, so you're you're in the clear. You don't know that. Maybe I do own a business and I haven't told you. Wait, are you telling me that Carl Bianco Enterprises is you? Mm. Stop. Prestige Worldwide 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> That is pretty on brand for you. Thank you. But yeah, I want to know bad feedback. I've never given it actually. I've never actually. I did it once by accident on a delivering service. I was meant to message the actual company. Yeah. And yeah, that went up and that was bad. But other than that, I don't do it. <laughs> what you realise later? Ooh, yeah. I said that. I was that. like, ooh, anonymous person. But you know what? That that's really actually. weird. Someone with the same name as me wrote the exact same thing to the company. Oh, whoops, that's public. Oop. Embarrassing. And then you can do what my mum did years ago, where she got a bad batch of pasta from a pasta company, wrote to the company sincerely saying, if you don't pick up your act, I'm never buying your pasta again. And they sent us a full box of pasta. Win-win. And it tasted fine. A massive win. That's but one way to prove your point. Sometimes when you do do that, you are rewarded. Yeah. Or tormented. And trolled getting, online. Getting more of the product you couldn't stand. <laughs> If you own uh, a fluffy little animal, <laughs> that sounds more like a robot. Yeah, no, not a robot. Not many people have them. Maybe a little pussy. Yeah, putty, putty, putty. It turns out apparently they didn't like spending time with you, excess time with you during lockdown. Really? Mm, a scientist has proven this fact that. Whilst dogs are great companions and love the attention by their owners during lockdown periods, cats didn't. They were the opposite. Only 50% of them enjoyed the attention. And that doesn't surprise me. They are a bit standoffish cats. I've never had one. I can't stand cats. No, see, I am making it my mission at least once in life I'm going to have a cat just to say I've done the cat thing. No. But I am team dog, 1,000%. Well, I mean, I've always pictured you to eventually be a crazy cat lady, so... Yeah, look, I mean... You're it on is, the verge. I, I'm on the edge, As soon yeah. as Norman goes to the other side, I reckon. Hey! I'm, I'm not saying what's going to happen anytime soon. I'm just saying. No, I would need a lot of time. I would need at least a dog. Would you get a Normie 2.0? Go well, Normie. I'm always going to get another dog, but they're just not going to be as good as Norman. <laughs> and they're going to know that. Would you call them Norm, though? No, you, ne- you never, ever, ever rename the same name. Hey, did you hear Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, yeah. dad pass away? What's that got to do with anything? Just same name. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do a Norman Junior. As cute as that sounds, no. You know what I discovered just on that <laughs> digressing? Robert Downey Junior.'s dad's name actually wasn't Robert Downey. It was Robert Nickel or something yeah. along those lines. Mm-hmm. And then they adapted Downey. It's a long story. Anyway, yeah. go and read it online. Hollywood people, guys. Hollywood. Just yeah. Go typical. figure. 
So what would you call your next pet? Any names? No, well, I've had this discussion. Thank you oh, for you asking. Oh, okay. I know for the rest of my life, every dog that I have is going to have like a human name. So like, I really like the idea of having like a Richard or... A Richard? Yeah, I like the emphasis on this. A Richard, a Richard. And I want a Denzel. And I like a Philippe. Like, I really want like old names. Philippe like, sounds like a penguin's name. If I could get a penguin, I'd call it Philippe. No Philippe. problem. Bye, Philippe. Yeah. Philippe but just that, waddles. That's the vibe. But see, you ha- went for Fifi with yeah. your dog. Well, we had this discussion before we named her. Do we call her Chi Chi? Oh, I knew a Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi was the option initially, and then we went, no, let's go with Fifi. See, would you stay with those sort of brands? Because when you think about it, the name Fifi was really popular when you got Fifi. Nah, the other names we had in mind were Scrappy Coco. You can't call a dog Scrappy. No, That's so mean. And we can't call... Imagine it's self-esteem. Couldn't call the dog Coco, because that was my rabbit who's dead. His name. Coco died in my arms. Can we... Australia Day 2011, 10 years ago. Still haven't gone over it. Can we go one show without talking about your dead rabbits, please? It was a rather please? sad occasion on Australia Day. I thought, oh my God, Mom, Dad, I'm just going to go check out on, on Coco. Oh I go out and then she's waddling around and she dies in my arms. Imagine that. You know when you get a feeling that something <laughs> bad's going to happen? Hey, that's when you, your notebook moment, but it was with a rabbit. That was one of, of those moments and then it started getting messed. It's just, no. It was really unfortunate. I'm almost at the point where I think you need to go and talk to somebody about this rabbit because it just keeps popping up. Nah. Well, well, it doesn't help that Coco was buried in the backyard. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Long time ago. We are putting a ban in on the show. Thankfully, Minty, Minty, our other rabbit, didn't die at our place. As of 4.48 on Friday the 9th of July... Carl and Catherine, as an entity here at 88.3 Southern FM, are not talking about pets anymore. Purely because you unravel. I don't unravel. How many dead pets did you just rattle off? I, I say that with respect, but there's only so All many times. All I did was talk about Minty and Coco, and there's they're both dead. So many times. Minty was a dwarf rabbit. If you bring up Black Eyed Zeddy again, I tell you what. Black Eyed Zeddy, I had for like a small period in my life, and it was the rotating pet. From the early learning oh class. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Got stuck on the. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, I'll spare the details. But apparently, when it went to one of the other homes. Yeah, okay, okay. It didn't come back the following year, unfortunately. No more pet chat. Um, I will have my own pet podcast if and that It wasn't because of Mixo, which is a common cause. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was just putting it out there, oh. you know? I look, you know, I hate to say it, but these things you know happen. What? You live, you die. Dr. Harry Cooper always makes sure no matter how sad his animal stories are, he oh. ends on a high note. Hey, speaking of, revelation. Don't bring it up, I'll cry. No, no. I no. know what you're talking about. Do you? His portrait was beautiful. No, no, no. Oh. I'm not talking about, that was, <laughs> no, but in a more interesting revelation, speaking of portraits, Speaking of that show that he was on, I love that show. Apparently, an artist helps Arn no. finish the paintings. Ah, oh, it's come out. It and has they, come out. And they still look like that. Yeah. We're going to a song. 
It's Friday Drive with Carl and Catherine. Yours truly here on 88.3. That was a nice personal touch from you. I'm sure the listeners appreciated that. Yes, and if you didn't appreciate it, send your complaints to Jack.Misson on Facebook. Yes, and only Jack.Misson. Yeah, the one and only Jack Misson. Yes. He vets everything. <laughs> yes, except for actual animals, because that would be bad. Exactly. Um, hey. He eats animals, though. It's another story for oh another day. Oh, my gosh. Um, moving right along. Can we, um, <laughs> we from time to time on this show talk about doppelgangers? Like and I people... said he did. Well, <laughs> what happened to the ban? Go on, I'm sorry. Oh, if I hear that little bunny's name one more time. Too soon. Rest its soon, soul. Soon. No. It's dead, okay? It's Drop it. It's dead. Drop it? Dead to me. Drop it. I, I didn't. I Let caught it a lot Let that little of the time. soul rest peacefully. Anyway. I held it close to my... Oh! <laughs> Jackie's doing it again. <laughs> no, go on. I can't work under no, these conditions. Come on. So. Hi, Norman, if you're listening. Don't just personally shout out, Fifi, what's good? Um, anyway. Excuse you. We, I want to talk about doppelgangers, okay? We talk about it from time to time on this show. A man has gotten himself into a real pickle where his young daughter has really gotten into Harry Potter, Bianco. Ah. Now, what's happened is she's turned around and said, Daddy, I want you to grow a beard like Hagrid's. That was her request. Now, unfortunately for this man, he is very tall and very broad, and already had long hair. He has grown a huge beard, and now he can't go anywhere, Bianco, without being stopped and being asked to deliver the famous line, "You're a wizard, Harry." But is he English? I believe he is. Okay, well that helps. Now he is in a dilemma because he doesn't want to be living this Hagrid life. It's interrupting his day on several occasions. But does he shave the beard and break his daughter's heart for his freedom? Or does he carry on being Hagrid and then just have to deal with this unknown celebrity status? Because at this point, he's kind of like being someone at Movie World, walking around as a character. He looks identical to Hagrid. That's a shame. So I want to know, who do you look like? Because I had a very weird incident yesterday at work where a man walked in with very short denim shorts, which, you know, in winter, bold move. But he looked exactly like friend of the show, Peter Hitchener. It probably was him, you know. It wasn't. Spying on you. Yeah. Look, I mean, I know you have people out just making sure I'm keeping out of trouble, but I'm hitchy in short shorts. I don't know about it. Have you ever been mistaken for anybody in your adult life? Because you've been called Harry Potter in the past. When I was younger, yeah, because I used to go to a private school and I wore a blazer that looked quite similar to the Hogwarts logo. And walked around with a broomstick. No, but I had crooked glasses that were a bit like Harry Potter's, so... Yeah, look, I got mistaken for him. I once got asked if my name was Ronald. What? Just random. I don't know. Not a famous person. Yeah. But you look like a Ronald. No, Ronald's my uncle. Oh, close association. See, oh. I got stopped once in the street in the city by someone who said that I looked like a Canadian actress and asked for a photo. Okay. And I said, what, mate? And they quickly realized that I was Aussie. <laughs> you what, mate? What? G'day. Should have went along with it. I actually was so tempted and then they kind of realized once I started talking. For a little while back in the day, people confused me for Bradley from Big Brother from that season. Oh my God, ago. salad fingers. Is that what he was? Yes. It was a long I time ago. I kind of see that now. Yeah. That's how my friendship birthed with Dane from... Really? Regional Victoria, who we catch up with every now and then, my mate. Yes, yeah, salad fingers. I wonder what he's up to now. Uh, who, Bradley? Yeah. I don't know. I'll channel him and I'll let you know. Right. Um, doing Sweet Afay. 
just have oh. fire. What? That's what he's. You didn't say that. I didn't say anything. I just said he's not doing anything. That's, that's, <laughs> anyway, zero four zero four triple zero seven three six. The coffee's starting to wear off. I think, fam, <laughs> we're going to be in for a bumpy ride. I have a new game. Okay, right into it. Yeah. I have a new game. You have a new game. I have a new game, and I think it's going to go off. Okay. So, what I'm about to do, well, I'll explain how the game works. First. That would be helpful. So, how this game works is you find movie blurbs. So, blurbs of movies, 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 that sort of explain and describe a movie. But the other person has to guess it from Ooh. how it's described. Okay. So it could be anything. Yep. You have to try and catch on without mentioning the names, the characters, okay. giving it away, making it so obvious Ooh. that it is that. I'm into this. Okay. So this is how the game works. And I have got my first movie for you. Okay. In the 1950s, public opinion turns against these people due to collateral damage. After several lawsuits, they are reinstated. That's all I'm giving you. Look, I mean, unless it's a musical based in the 1950s, I probably haven't seen it. I'll give you a hint. It's a Disney movie. (gasps) Oh, okay. And suddenly I'm invested. All right, go on. What is it again? In the 1950s, public opinion turned against these people due to collateral damage. After several lawsuits, they returned. The Incredibles. (laughs) <laughs> well done. Really? I've well only seen done. that like twice. Because the full blurb saying it correctly is, in the 1950s, public opinion turns against superheroes due to the collateral damage caused by their crime fighting. Hey. After several lawsuits, the government initiates the superhero relocation program and yeah, so on and so because on. Because we forget. He Remember he's in his little office stall and it's too small for him? And then he rips into his shirt and then he becomes Mr. Incredible again. Well, there you have it. It's not as difficult as I thought it was going to be. Tick, tick, boom. Next one for you. Is this all along Disney theme? No. Okay. An antisocial and highly terrestrial person is interrupted after a dwarfish unknowingly exile. Go on. Wait, can I hear it again? Yeah. Extraterrestrial and dwarf is what I heard. Antisocial, highly territorial. Oh, ter- oh, okay. That's a different thing altogether. Interrupted after a dwarfish. No. Pick it up. Oh, this one's really stumped me. Do we know what era, what decade was this made? I will say between 1990 and 2010. Oh, okay. So this is this is right up my street. Territory. I genuinely don't know. Between 1990 and 2010, this film. There's been more than one of these films created. Territory. Would you like a little bit more of the blurb? Yeah, I'd like another hint, please. That would be very helpful. I'll give you some more of the blurb. Unwilling to perform a task himself, he organises a tournament 
tournament. Mm. <gasps> Is it Shrek? Oh, <laughs> you've done it again. Boom. That was fresh in my mind. I watched that recently off the back of our conversation on Monday. So you're two from two. Oh, thank you. That's how it works. Is that the end of the game? Well, I thought I'd just give it a go and see how you I want. really like that. Those that are the good. two that I came up with. I didn't want it to be too difficult Anything for you. Anything that gives me 100%, I'm happy with. It is not very often you do get 100% in a quiz of sorts that I create. Oh, I think this is maybe the one time. Like, I mean, I had a couple of extra hints along the way, but still. Okay, so we're going to do this in a couple of weeks' time. Yep. This time, you're going to have a couple of Ooh, movies. Oh, yes. I'm going to have a couple. And Jack might even have a Jack few too. If he, wa- if he enjoyed it to the point where he wants to take part, yeah. sometimes he puts his hand up and say, I'll join in. Yep. Other times he's just, you know, chilling. Jack, chilling. Well done, Bianco. That was fun. Thank you. It's called The Movie Game. Original. Wherever did you get that title? Ah, uh, you know, I was just twiddling my thumbs and it came to me. Mm. Like a lot of things. What is the weirdest thing that you or someone you know has ever brought to work or school for lunch. Now, it's a controversial topic, particularly I remember in primary school. It used to be talk of the courtyard. What is in people's lunchbox? Can you trade it in? Can you switch it up? Yeah. And I remember from my childhood, Bianca, a lot of interesting combinations. But this one that has gone viral this week has taken the cake. I was going to say, does it take the cake? It does take the cake. Oh, you read my mind. Oh, tasty. What type of cake is it? Well, Red velvet? No. Did you know that's just chocolate cake diet? What? Yeah. That explains a lot. I'm so glad I could help you out. Anyway, a New Zealand mum has taken to social media where she shared a snap of several lunch boxes that she's made for her kids for school. She shared a snap. With yogurt, sliced apples, biscuits, chocolate muffin, and a can of non-alcoholic vodka placed inside. Sorry? Now. Vodka? Non-alcoholic. In a child's... In a child's lunchbox. No, no, no. Now, a lot of people have reacted this way, Bianco, to which this mother has then come back online... And said, it's sterile. No, and said, you need to all develop a sense of humour. Her kids must have taste buds mature beyond their years because... I know for a fact I wouldn't be drinking non-alcoholic vodka because it's not the most pleasant thing to drink. But, yeah, apparently it's a thing. And apparently it's all the rage in this lady's kid's lunchbox. Wild. That is very wild. And you know what's even wilder? What's that? What those kids decide to listen to while they consume that vodka from their lunchbox. Well, it it asks the question, if I don't know if you even can do this in these COVID times, but you know when you used to share with your friends your lunch and stuff, imagine your kid coming home from school and saying, Mum, Stephanie had the best drink. Can we buy some vodka? Imagine. Well, I drank non-alcoholic wine when I was in primary school. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, it's religious related things though. Oh, see, that doesn't count. It's still wine. Yeah. It doesn't taste as good. But non-alcoholic, that, that's very specific. Mm. I would love to know how the kids got into that, but it begs the question, what is the weirdest thing you or someone you know has brought to I was, lunch? I was probably looked at weird because sometimes mum would make me a sandwich mm-hmm. and she'd just put caviar in it. Oh, here we go. Bring out the top hat. Taramasalata. 
the yep. the pink dip. Mm-hmm. One of my favourites. Wasn't of all time. that super soggy? Nah, by lunchtime? it was all right. The worst thing she ever put in my lunch, yep. sandwich wise, was when she used to put honey. Oh, oh, disgusting. See, I never had this problem because up until high school, all I would have is a Vegemite and cheese sandwich or Vegemite sandwich. That's it. I remember in primary school when I was at my private primary school for a little while. That's why you had to put your private boy voice on. I got in trouble because I decided to go to the canteen and buy a chalky milk and a donut mm-hmm. and I disobeyed the orders of my teacher and the sick bay. Because I went to sick bay earlier in the day saying I wasn't feeling well and then all of a sudden I've shown back up to class with a donut and <laughs> chalky milk. And they're like, no, no, you can go home and give us that. What? They confiscated your snacks? Yep. They gave it to me when I got picked up by my guardian who was my grandmother. Oh. Yeah. I got into some deep trouble at that school sometimes. And that's why you got kicked out? I didn't get kicked out. I left on my own desire. Just when I was getting settled too. Oh. You get, more trauma being you know when you get pulled out of somewhere when you're being settled? It's never good. I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. I ended up okay, I think. And now you have normal lunches too, so all's well that ends well. I eat whatever I want. Good for you. Um, We put this up on our socials, which you can also get involved with, at Carl and Catherine on the gram. Yeah. And Kelsey has written in saying that um, she took either kangaroo sausages or kangaroo meatballs to work every day for years. Disgusting. Yeah, it's not my jam either. I remember when I was younger going to my auntie's house, she served us frog's legs. No, that takes the case. It's an actual thing. All of a sudden, the non-alcoholic vodka sounds good. Frog's legs. I don't know if I actually ate genuine frog's legs or whether it's like figure of speech. the chicken nugget ones. No, but I don't know. Like, they tasted funny. I'm still to this day not sure whether or not I actually consumed frog's legs or not. Well, there you go. 0404 736 Let us know, Bayside, what is the weirdest thing you or someone you know has brought to work or school for Though lunch? A very obscure thing I enjoy that you can only get in regional Victoria in one place, mm-hmm. and that's Horsham, is steak flurries. Sorry? Have you ever had a steak flurry? No. If you've not wrapped your mouth around a steak flurry, you have not lived. Picture a schnitzel. Yep. Right? But a thin-cut steak line strips. Yep. That looks like a schnitzel with ham and cheese. Oh, that's too many meats. Cooked. Mm-mm. No, no, it's not like actual ham. Like, it's not too ham. Wait, what do you mean not if it's No, ham, no, it's I'm ham. Done. No, no, it is ham, but it's like all together Mm-mm. in what looks to be a schnitzel and you cook it. Oh, it's, it's a delicacy. Like, it's one of the greatest things regional Victoria has ever cooked up. <laughs> okay. Not an overstatement. Well, there you go. Try and chop, what was it called again? A steak flurry. Go on, try and top the steak flurry base. We dare you. You can have a steak flurry sandwich. I, I enjoy just eating them plain. I used to have like sauce on them, but no. Nah. Just get the true flavor of the steak flurry. The cheese spurts out. Oh, I'm looking forward to having some of them soon. That'd be really Big good. Big plans. <laughs> Nan's coming down. Nan always brings steak flurries. Oh. That and lemon slice, because when oh. I was a child, mama, uh, mum, Nan always used to make lemon slice. Lemon for me. slice is bomb. So I'll, I'll go home to some lemon slice and some steak flurries tonight. Sounds like a good combo, actually. Tonight, I'll be eating steak flurries and a vanilla slice. <laughs> lemon slice, not vanilla slice. Remember the days when everybody used to talk about how big Stereo Sonic was? Oh, yeah. That festival? Yeah. Hasn't been around for like, I don't know, six, nope. seven years. It's dead. Well, it turns out there are some things that have survived that festival. What's that? And by some things, I mean merch. Really? Yes. 
uh, I don't know how to put this other than to say that there was a particular kind of merchandise you could get at this event that might have encouraged safe yes. activity. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's just say that they might have been put up for sale. No. Yeah. No, no, Limited no. edition stereosonic rubber duckies. From the day? From the day. I bet you all the money in the world someone would be willing to try that and it would end badly. Well, they say they these things have mm-hmm. expiration dates. Correct. So Correct. I, I wouldn't, you know, it's nine years on from the date because it was 2012. Keep, yeah, you'd want to keep them as a merch piece only. And, yeah, it's a very obscure thing to put up for sale. Very, yeah. very obscure. Like, I mean, why would you do it? Would you do it just so you have sort of the reminiscing element to it? Can I ask, is it the organisers of the event that have put it up? or no, is someone? That, okay, so just some random. Okay, yeah. Just some random who was there, who found it when he was doing a clean out. And yeah, that was that. How, do we know how much they're going for? Yeah. How much? Let's just say... In a window, how much are we asking for here? $1,000. You're kidding. No. Really? $1,000 for two little things that are literally long past their expiration date. Well, we wish them all the best in that endeavor. Um, I mean, really? Yeah. Why? Look, I mean, it's some of the more high price merch... I have heard, particularly for what it actually is. But yeah, I'd be very interested to see if anyone actually buys it. Like, I mean, if it was signed by like an artist or something like that. Yeah, exactly. If it had some sort of like collect, like, I mean, it's sort of, I don't know. Like, I would say it's collectible, but I don't think that that's a thing you'd actually collect much of. I don't think there'd be many events that actually have that as their merch. But yeah. Pretty amazing though. Yeah. What length have you gone to... Maybe sell some merch that you had from yeah. an event, or if you could buy anything from the past, yep. what would it be? True, anything could be the coffee cup you had on a date with somebody because you enjoyed the date and enjoyed the coffee that much. I don't know; it's probably long gone, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, as far as I know. <laughs> well, it could be anything. You know, it could be a little branch off a tree that was a tree that you. Did activities under? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Could be anything, anything from your past you could buy and bring back. Let us know because I found that one to be quite an interesting one just to come out, you know. I think we need to um, keep an eye on this story and see if anyone actually buys it. I don't think they will. What if they do though? Good on them. They haven't got the protection they were after. You know how there's that phrase, new hair, new diss? Who this? I feel it There's every new time. phone, who this? Oh, okay. But new hair, new me, new hair, new this, all that sort of stuff. New jacket, who this? You actually are rocking a real cool denim, I want to say Sherpa hybrid. It's really cool. I like it. I don't know what a Sherpa hybrid is. It's just a jacket, okay? It's very nice. Thank you. Very nice. Thanks. Um, I like jackets. Yeah. You actually have become a jacket man. I have. I'm a real jacket man. Hmm. Mm. Moving right along. Um, hey, you also are a glasses man. Well, I'm. If if you blame me for your astigmatism again, it, if you do, I'm going to walk out. There's been developments. 
You don't have one anymore. No, still got one. Oh. But it's not as bad as what you thought. No, I got the glasses that are going to help me live with it. And I picked them up last night and they are iconic, huge, pink, clear plastic Alex Perry glasses. Thank you very much. And um, I have come to the realization I don't wear glasses all the time, normally just for, you know, long distance stuff, laptop work. But I've come to the realization that there's a real power in getting new frames and you almost feel like you've stepped into, you know, when like pop stars have their eras, like Lady Gaga does one era and then she moves on to the next, which is completely different. I feel like glasses are kind of like that. And you're stepping into the next version of yourself. Do you find that? I find that I've been wearing them for, what is it now, 23 years of my life. And they're just a part of me. Yeah. It's just what happens. But when you get a new pair, do you all of a sudden be like, okay, I'm this person now? No. Like, okay, I've arrived. New pair over there. Don't care. Also, I'm loving myself sick in these. I've only had them literally 24 hours almost now. That's good. I mean, you have to love yourself and everything. And really. it's just great. Like, it just yeah. excites me. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Really good. Did you get a nice little leopard pattern or anything on I your did. glasses? I told you, they are oversized, oh. pink, plastic, Oversized. So you look like someone from an 80s TV show. I yeah? look like, um, you know the girl in, what is that movie? Something. Strictly Ballroom? No. Oh. There's one. Anyway, um, that's the look I'm rocking now. And I just feel like I've just stepped into the next era of my life. And it excites me. And I cannot wait to see what these glasses bring me. But you have kind of always worn glasses. I have. But as I said, only for sort of up close work, yeah. long sight sort of stuff. But the fact that when I get to put them on now, I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm on. Yeah, I'm on. That's exactly it. For me, it's just been life. It's business as usual. Maybe yeah. you should get a second pair. And so, say you go about your everyday life, but when you get to Southern, bang, the glasses are on. I'm actually contemplating, not contemplating, I'm definitely going to get a new pair this year. Yeah. Because it's been a few years since I got a new pair, mm-hmm. and um, there's a piece missing on the current pair. Wonder how that happened, Jack. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a story for another day. <laughs> that's a story that actually stays off air. But if yeah. you had to listen to us a few months ago when we were sounding a bit shabby. Yeah, that, that was the reason. Um. Yeah, these things happen. But glasses are not an accessory. They are an accessory. No, they're, they're not. My biggest flex in life, okay. They, so, for so many years growing up, I never used to wear my glasses because I was embarrassed. Yeah, I didn't look like at you now. Glasses. You've got an astigmatism because of that. No, no, no. But It's not my fault. It is your fault. It's not. Anyway. I'm not accepting the fact that you have an astigmatism because of me. Hey, I don't want to accept it, but I'm living with it and it's no, your fault. But it's not it my fault. It makes me feel better. You too. are like. My cousin who blamed me for giving her asthma because I left her in a basket when she was a Okay, that a child. definitely sounds like your fault. No, she blamed... Anyway, I'm not getting anyway. into family domestics on air. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what it's like, how pathetic it is. I've been working with you for how long? Five years. I've learned so many things about you today. Unbelievable. In one day? In one... In, in two hours, oh. I've learned more about you. What have you learned? Well, that, for starters. I didn't kill my cousin. She still lives a happy life, as far as I'm aware, but she blames her asthma on me, and that's not fair. Yeah, and now... Like, you blame your stigmas. I don't give people things, okay? You just take and take and take. I'm joking. (laughs) It was just there. This is my last Friday show. Anyway, um, yeah. George, I'm joining you. Oh, my gosh. Imagine if you did the show after, and then it was me, and then it was you. (laughs) Wouldn't that be a sight for sore eyes? 
Yeah, well, it would be because we've been in ah, studios. It would be because we both wear glasses. I wouldn't be able to see ah. you because it would be long distance. Ah. Yeah, because I gave you astigmatism. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. There's a real power in your new accessory. Yeah. And I'm living for it. Try wearing glasses for 23 years of your life. That's all I'm going to say. Drive with Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM.